This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. It's episode 12. 12. 12 whole episodes. We're getting there. And you're still here. I'm still here. I have not run away and neither have you. So it's it's Wednesday. Wednesday hump day. Hump day treat time. Miss Brittany, what did you bring us? Okay. <laughs> so, today, um, I had a little appetizer and dessert delivered because I was lazy. Hey. From Copeland's. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, Copeland's is like a chain restaurant here in Louisiana that has, uh, very delightful uh, Cajun bistro style food. They have good pastas and stuff. But what we got. Crawfish ravioli. Oh, the crawfish ravioli. I'm just saying. That's my fave. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have got that and split it. For Next another, time. For Next another time. Day. Yeah. For another day. <laughs> okay. So, but what we did get <laughs> is they have this crawfish bread appetizer. Yeah. It is delicious. It is so good. It's I get it all the time. Cheesy crawfishy goodness on mm-hmm. top of like garlic bread. So you should just eat it. Just don't ask questions and eat it. Oh, I plan to. <laughs> and already, then, already had some. Yeah, she did. I'm starving. Amanda's going to waste away. Good grief. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I can't. It's too early for this shit. Girl, it is 8.30. <laughs> Early, early in the glass of wine. Oh, this oh, oh. You gotta be more Pacific. <laughs> more Pacific? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Send help. Okay. <laughs> also, um, our dessert, we got a Mardi Gras King Cake Cheesecake. Yes. It's a mouthful. Queen. But... Um, I can't wait. It has a little baby on top of, of it. Of course it has a little baby on top of it. We're not, we're not going to put it in there because after, after we drink and we're trying to eat cheesecake, that would, that'd be a hazard. So no. We're not going to do that. We're just going to let it sit on top. We'll let him perch atop the cake. Oh, <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And then for the wine, I went to the local liquor store. Yes. In my hood. Yes. It's a new liquor store. Doesn't have much of a wine selection. But... That that's okay. As I was perusing, yes, I found this wine from. There's a vineyard uh, not too far from us in Monroe called Landry Vineyards, mm-hmm. and I've bought wine from them at the farmers market before. Like I, uh, I've tried their Muscadine wine, and they have a blueberry wine. Ooh, nice. And those are both very good. So I see this, and it's called a Lascado, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I like Moscato. Yeah. So let's give it a shot. Yeah. They call it Lascado because it's like a Louisiana version of Moscato is what it says on the bottle. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Sweet and bubbly. But it's actually made from Blanc Dubois grapes. Whatever that is. Dubois. Dubois. Did I say Dubois? Yeah, you did. Okay. (laughs) Um, But they're grown in Louisiana. 
I, I really didn't care about all that. I just wanted the wine. But I just thought y'all might want to know. No, I think that's cool that it's local. Yeah. So, we, um, it, it comes it in is. this nice, pretty, like, deep blue <laughs> bottle. Yeah, we're like, oh, so excited. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it had, uh, it had a cork in it, so we felt fancy. Right. You know? And <laughs> Amanda's pouring the wine. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a strong, <laughs> What what is the, like, official wine term? I don't know because I'm Kids, not no I'm not that bougie. I don't know. But I should know this. This wine, the color of this wine <laughs> bears a striking resemblance <laughs> to to urine. Urine. It, okay. It, it looks like pee. It it does. It looks like pee wine. <clears throat> now, don't smell it either. Don't because it kind of smells it's very like pee. Strong. <laughs> but if you don't look at it and you don't smell it and you chill it and you chill it. Make sure you chill it. It's really good. Yeah. It actually it's really is good. very sweet and bubbly. Yes. I like it. But make sure it's cold. Yeah. And for the love of all that is good, don't smell the wine. Don't smell the wine. You might want to put it in a colored glass so, you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't think of what you're sipping every time like Brittany's doing right now. We got to start videoing some of this stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Okay. What are we doing this week? What is our topic? Did we say? We didn't say that. Yeah, we're on episode 12. <laughs> what is it? Internet crimes. Beware of the interweb. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Crazy shit goes down only online. Oh, my God. All the time online. It's a good one, though. Yeah. There's such a, a wide range of crimes. Mm-hmm. From, like, small blue-collar ones to uh, big, intense ones. Oh, like yeah. you'll hear here today. Oh, yeah. We got, like, a full... A, a good um, assortment. Good yeah. little variety yeah. for you guys. So, buckle up. Before you do... Oh, wait, what? Go to Facebook. Oh, shit, the things. Go to the things. Go to Facebook and Instagram so you can see all of the photos that we're talking about during our cases. When we say go to the notes, that's what we're talking about. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Oddities and Curiosities Podcast and on Instagram at Oddities and Curiosities Pod. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There. Okay. There. All the housekeeping is done. Okay. You may begin. <coughs> oh, man. Okay, so Brittany might have the cold that I had. I may die today. <laughs> Just drink some more. You'll be fine. That's what Just I did. FYI, I'm not dramatic at all. This is what death feels like. No, Brittany is never dramatic. <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. I what? take offense to that, madam. I can't help it. I mean, not bad dramatic. Some things are just she more did important say, to us. She did say that she thought she was going to die. It's really bad. My throat itches. I'm so sorry. You can't scratch that. No. Nope. I cannot. <laughs> That's somebody else's job, honey. <laughs> That's not a scratch, Amanda. And if it was, no, something you know, would be wrong. <laughs> if you said that in front of him, he'd be like, well, I can scratch it for you. Oh, God. You know that. You know oh, that. <laughs> 
Am I right? I'm right. I'm right. That's horrible. Moving right. Cut all the throat, penis in the throat insinuations. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You made Steven leave in the bean footage. So that was his choice. (laughs) Steven, we're leaving it in. Okay. Just do your case. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) my case this week is on Luca Magnata. So, there you go. Luca Rocco Magnata was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman on July 24th, 1982 in Scarborough, Ontario. Wow. I, it's so much names. Okay. But if you want to go to the notes and look at the picture that says your book pick, that was the youngest picture I can find of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the buzz cut. It's so bad. It's oh, so bad. wow. I mean, I I would feel sorry for him, but I, I know what I'm about to tell yep. y'all. And so I don't. Yeah, but, I, I kind of had a feeling. But that picture is awful. Yep. Um, He's got the eyes already. Crazy eyes. They all got him. Yep. Mm-hmm. He is a Canadian pornographic actor and model who killed and dismembered Lynn June, a Chinese international student. Then mailed his severed limbs to political parties and elementary schools. Whoa! <laughs> okay. I told you it was a Disney. Elementary schools? Mm-hmm. Okay. After a video depicting the murder was posted online, Magnata fled the country, becoming the subject of an Interpol red notice and prompting an international manhunt. He was apprehended at an internet cafe in Berlin while reading news about himself. (laughs) Fabulous. Yes. (laughs) He had been previously sought by animal rights groups for uploading videos of himself killing kittens. Oh, God. Yeah. Killing the kittens. So, that's just a little, little summary for you. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, shall we? Yeah. (laughs) Around 2002 or 2003, Newman began stripping at Remington's, a nightclub in Toronto. By 2003, he appeared in his first two pornography films, both as a straight man turned gay. The following year, he appears in at least two other pornographic films, including one where he appears as Jimmy, a name he would also adopt while working as a male escort. So he's just in all, he does (laughs) all the sex trades. doing the damn thing. Okay. Uh, Newman catches the attention of the Toronto police after he befriends a 21-year-old woman with the mental capacity of a child of 8 to 12 years of age. He convinces her to apply for credit cards and then racks up $10,000 in unpaid bills. He is charged with fraud. Initially, the police allege he sexually assaulted her and videotaped it, but they dropped the charges before the case went to trial. Newman's lawyer at the time, Peter Scully, now says that the decision changed the course of Newman's life, quote, immeasurably with huge ramifications to our society eventually, end quote, Mm -hmm. because he he wasn't getting the full extent of his punishment. He was just kind of coasting. Yeah, he, he got slapped on the wrist. And I didn't. This is such a long, detailed story. Okay, so I did not get into his childhood, but did he have a good one? No, no, of course not. Not there was some mental kittens. there was some mental abuse in his childhood um but he had always been very manipulative and he was used to getting his way 
and he was used to coasting through. So okay, when he coasted through with the police, that was just like another reassurance, I guess, that he could get away with it. Yeah, that he that he was Gucci. Mm-hmm. So he appeared as a pinup model in a 2005 issue of Toronto's Fab magazine using his pseudonym Jimmy. So, if you want to go to the notes. No. <laughs> I have a picture. Have a picture? It says Fab Magazine. But that's, uh, it's a tame one. But that's that? from one of his Fab Magazine shoots. It's not from his pinup section. Okay. I was about to say, he has on a lot of clothes. Girl, there was some pictures that I was scrounging up that I, there was no way. I was like, we can't put that on the internet. No. <laughs> we can't put Let's that not. next to our names on the internet. <laughs> Let's not get flagged. Not for yeah. that. No, no, no. <laughs> so we're going to use this one with him in a coat. Okay. It looks okay. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but crazy eyes prominent in that picture as yep. well. Still there. It, there in that uh, article of the magazine, he describes himself as a 22-year-old soccer fan born in <laughs> Russia and living in Toronto who hopes to become a vice or homicide police officer. I have so many issues with this. <laughs> First off. You mean they lie in their interests on their description? Weird, right? Wow. I had no idea. Like, you know that girl in Playboy's favorite movie is not Saving Private Ryan. She's just saying that because she's wearing camo lace-up boots. Yeah. A naked girl in army boots. Easy play to call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love you. This is yes, my friend. <laughs> In case y'all didn't know, that was a Coyote Ugly reference. Yes. And I didn't know that she was going to get it, and she totes nailed it. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite movies. Are you... Oh, God. We're we're helpless. I don't... It's fine. Everybody's hopeless, fine. helpless. I don't know. All the, all the things. <laughs> one of those. But one thing that bothers me is that he says he's a 22-year-old soccer fan. Nobody calls it soccer, but Americans. Dude, you grew up in Canada, <laughs> and you're talking you're about right. you was born in Russia, right? <laughs> but you're living in Toronto, but you call it soccer. Well, I mean, it's definitely not soccer. What's wrong with you, bro? Know your audience. Oh my god, their editor needs to be fired. Uh, Something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Early in 2006, Newman meets Barbie, a transgendered woman, and they begin dating. He said he wanted to be famous one day, Barbie said. She recalls his apartment looking like a shrine dedicated to himself. He would always beg me to take pictures of him, she says. In April, several months after meeting Newman, Barbie breaks up with him. Eric Clinton Kirk Newman legally changed his name to Luca Rocco Magnata on August 12, 2006. So right after they broke up, he changed his name. That is... Wow. I mean, his, the name changed like... <laughs> Where the hell did he come up with that? And I I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to know, but yeah. he's got an imagination. But yeah, like apparently they were like, I saw an interview with her and they were like super in love and all this. And then she realized that there was no way he was ever going to love anybody as much as he loved himself. Total like, narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. To the extreme. To, yeah. Like ridiculous to the extreme like this is one of those people he was one of those people or is i'm sure that cannot walk past a reflective surface without looking at themselves hmm. i know a few of those 
<laughs> not you. It's, it's fine. I, I know it's not <laughs> me. Gonna, that, that's, that's not a wink wink towards you. I'm one of those people that ducks when I'm walking past the mirror. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm one of those that does look at my reflection and then I go, oh, <laughs> no, ma'am. Why? Why did I do that? Why am I standing like that? What is wrong with me? <laughs> Y'all, okay, so I had a little side story. Oh, God. I'm scared. You know, this one time, I mean, I'm sure I've done it on several occasions, but I'm thinking of a specific time. I was getting ready to go out with my friends, and I put on this outfit that I had worn before, and I felt so cute in it, and the night that I wore it before, I thought I looked so cute, and for some reason, when I put it on that day, I just was not feeling good about myself, and my husband walks in the room and I'm standing in front of this full length mirror, just like staring, thinking I'm probably going to change my clothes for the 15th time before I leave the house. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, why didn't you tell me I look like this all the time? <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do I always look like this? Does my face always look like this? <laughs> to which you probably said, yeah, you look fine. You look the same as you always do, which is devastating, yeah, by the way. That's not- Don't ever tell a woman that when she is hysterical. And don't, can't find an outfit. You don't look say like you, you always. always- <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's worse. <laughs> She's like, fuck, I've been walking around like this. People see me like this every day. It's when you call your friends and start cussing them out the fuck is wrong with you i thought we were friends why didn't you tell me my hair looked like this <laughs> i was a little bit younger at the time i don't care as much anymore i've come to terms with the fact that i pretty much look like a crazy person most days in public now it's the pictures that bother me okay i know what i look like in day-to-day life it's the pictures that bother me yeah now. when we get it all cutied up and stuff yeah and then we see the pictures and we're like oh <laughs> knew i look cute that night God, i was really feeling myself i look like that okay sorry y'all <laughs> uh, yeah that little, was ended up tired. being a much longer side note yeah than i anticipated but, but y'all get it it needs y'all to be get said it. everybody's been there everybody yes. i don't male female we all do it whatever you want to identify as just some more than others we've done it okay side note oh jesus <laughs> when you let it sit oh and aerate for a minute it doesn't smell as much like pee so maybe it needs to be decanted first. Yes. You are so bougie. Look at me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I learned that from another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Okay. I don't know. It, oh, I, it, I do. I do. We okay. changed our name. Yeah. It's, we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. I'm, I'm identifying now. Okay. <laughs> 2006. No, I don't identify with this fucker. No. Okay. 2006, we changed our name to Luca Rocco Magnata. In 2007, he was an unsuccessful competitor in Out TV's reality series, Cover Guy, telling the judges, quote, some people say I am devastatingly good looking, mm. end quote. Pretty sure. I False. Can, I'm pretty sure I can find this on YouTube. Oh, yeah, we need so. to find that. Hi, my name is Luca. Magnot is my last name. M-A-G-N-O-T-T-A. Hey Luca, how are you today? Good, how are you? Luca, I'm I'm surprised to see how you look, because I think you look better in person in front of me than you look in your modeling portfolio. Okay. I think your photos are overexposed and blown out. Alright. I think you have some interesting bone structure. Um, yeah, but I think those photos look good. 
I do. <laughs> I do. I think that they look very good. That's I think they look hot. That's, that's what attracted to I think he looks better in the photo. A lot of people tell me I'm really devastatingly good looking, so. I'm going to have to say I disagree with his statement. Yeah, well, let's go to the notes and look at the picture from oh, his cover guy audition. It says, cover guy. Oh, wow. He looks totally different. He's still like you. No, he's not. He's still not. No. I mean. And he's trying to do duck lips. Come I on, know. It was 2007, though. I mean, that's when it was popular. <laughs> it's still popular. I know. I catch you myself can't doing open it up sometimes, your Facebook too. Without, oh, I do it. Just not as extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Usually there's alcohol involved and others around me are doing that, it as well. That's where my thoughts went. Like, yeah, we are usually like pretty toasty by the time mm-hmm. we take those. Okay. It's kind of like a rite of passage now, though. Did you even really go out if you don't take at least one duck face picture? Yeah. Or at least one with your tongue hanging out of your mouth? Hey. Brittany? Amanda? <laughs> Stephen's like, why do you always do that? I don't know. I don't know, but we I do. Because I feel like Because we do so many different poses, okay? Y'all don't understand. When we take selfies, we don't just take a selfie. Like, we do five different oh, they poses. Know. Everybody's like that. It's not just us. Okay. What you see on social media, you see one picture, and that girl took at least six. Oh, at least. Now, what? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Good argument. Yeah, I know. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. 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 But, inevitably, one of them is going to have my tongue stuck out. And I'm so insecure with the way that I look that I generally pick the one where I'm making the funny face. So, my normal faces can't be judged. Yeah, like, you know, the ones that we posted this week. <sighs> They were kind of cute, though. They were kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't totally ruin each other. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. That was another tangent. Okay. We got... Yeah. We're, we're back. We're back. Okay. Um, the judges rejected him. He didn't make it onto the show. In February 2008, he tried out for another reality show called Plastic Makes Perfect. <laughs> and he says, quote, I've had my nose done. I've had two hair transplants. And I'm planning on having muscle implants in my pecs and arms. What? Do the legs too, bruh. You're going to look like you got little bitty bird legs. It looks like one of those memes where it's like, where it's like dude, uh, dude skip leg day at the gym. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's in his 20s. Bruh, you did not already have two hair transplants and your nose done. No. I and all bullshit. you do... All you do is sex work for a living and try to be famous. Well, I mean, he was also a 22-year-old soccer fan from Russia (laughs) (laughs) living in Toronto. So maybe he's not being entirely truthful. Yeah, probably not. Okay. All right. So I'm moving kind of quickly through these bullet points or, you know, I'm not detailing a lot of it. But dude was constantly on the internet. Okay. Okay. He was constantly trying to be famous, and we're really going to dig into that now. I just kind of whisked through those first couple of of years of adulthood. So, rumors emerged in 2007 claiming that Magnata was in a relationship with Carla Homolka, a high-profile Canadian murderer, though he denied this in an interview with the Toronto Sun. So, if you want to go to the notes. Yes. And look at the picture that says Carla Homolka. For those of you... For those of you who do not know who she is, her and her husband, Paul Bernardo, 
killed her little sister, mm-hmm. raped and tortured and killed her little sister and many other school age girls, preteen teenage girls. Yeah. In Canada. And they were both, you know, found guilty, arrested, yada, yada. She's a horrible human being. Why you would want to be tied to somebody like that is beyond me. Because he's a horrible human being as well. Trucies. Yeah. But yeah, he's, that rumor, that rumor started in 2007. The rumors were likely started by Magnata himself. Hmm. In later years, a tribute video to Homolka was created by a Luca Magnata alias account on YouTube. All the videos uploaded and favorited are of Magnata or Homolka related. During the murder investigation, Montreal police initially announced the pair had dated, but subsequently retracted the statement and acknowledged that they had no evidence to corroborate the claim. They had just heard the rumor. That was started by Magnata. Yeah. That one of his aliases kept feeding. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, many profiles on various internet, social media, and discussion forums were created over several years to plant false or unverified claims about Magnata. Magnata himself repeatedly dismissed such accounts as hoaxes and said that they were part of a campaign of cyber-stalking against him. Okay. According to police, Magnata set up at least 70 Facebook pages and 20 websites under different names. Wow. And he had aliases all over every form of social media. 70. Wow. Okay. He had different aliases on uh, Reddit and YouTube and like, so. Okay. That's just tip of the iceberg right there. But yeah, 70 on Facebook. Jesus. I know. Okay. Um, In 2008, Magnata meets a 70-year-old man in Toronto who ends up becoming his travel companion. Mm Mm-hmm. Together, they visit Russia, Italy, and France. Henry, which is a fake name that the man used to protect his identity because, yeah, (laughs) said that they met at the Pickle Barrel restaurant. (laughs) 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 Oh, Pickle Barrel. I know. (laughs) Located near uh, Toronto's Young and Eglinton, Eglinton intersection. I don't know. Somewhere in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, here's a quote from Henry. He walked as if he was on a stage or as if he was on a ramp for modeling clothes. Hmm. So I guess that's how he caught this old man's eye. But, um, in a nutshell, that was going to be a sugar daddy. Yeah. They they traveled all over the place together. They were companions. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, in 2010, Magnata's online postings got progressively darker. On his Facebook page, he posts a link to a video called Three Guys, One Hammer that shows a man being viciously beaten to death. The video was not by Magnata. The myth about, <clears throat> around that same time, the myth about Magnata's relationship with Killer Homolka grows. In one posting about Magnata and Homolka, the user, likely Magnata, writes, Luca is unable to live unless there is chaos in his life. It makes him feel as though he matters. So, we'll say that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the the Homolka rumors are ramping up. Other dark things that he's posting are starting to ramp up. And then, uh, he posts the link to that video called Three Guys, One Hammer, mm. which I had the mispleasure of watching a piece of it. Don't do it. Oh. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Well, I didn't you look it gonna. up. 
It was on something else that I watched. Okay. That I'll tell y'all about later. But I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. Ugh. Anyway. Mm. Shortly before Christmas, a video called One Guy, Two Kittens started circulating on discussion boards. Posted on December 21st, the video depicts an unidentified man whose face is concealed, placing two kittens in a sealed bag and then sucking out the air with a vacuum to suffocate them. Nope. There are pictures online of screenshots of that. Mm. I was not going to share that. No. If you feel compelled to look at them, do that on your own time, but I wasn't sharing that. No, I can't watch the kittens. Uh-uh. I can't. That one uh-uh. I cannot do. <laughs> there there were pieces. Now, they never showed anything okay. graphic, but there were pieces of that, and it just broke my heart, and I just had to stop. No. Though the video is quickly removed from YouTube, animal activists learn about it. Mm-hmm. Soon after, a man named Ryan Boyle, who is a former U.S. soldier, who uses the online name Safe Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Who else just went dirty with that? Because <laughs> we sure did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really not feeling good. <laughs> oh my god! I am just not myself today. I apologize. Have you seen that TikTok video where that little kid goes, "Can I pet your titties?" <laughs> no. And the girl's going, can you pet my what? And he's like, can I pet your titties? <laughs> and he points to kitties. <laughs> okay. Y'all. <laughs> my son, he's three. Yeah. And um, he's already a boob man. Mm-hmm. Through no fault of his own. <laughs> He's got a well-endowed mother, and she just can't help it. Right. So, he's always, since he was little, you know, even though, you know, he's adopted, so he wasn't breastfed, but he's always, like, even as a baby, like, they're comforting for him, you know? Yes. And so, when I was holding, you know, when I would hold him, he would lay his head on my chest, and, you know, whatever, ever since he was little, little. (laughs) It's gotten to the point, he's three now, and he can talk, and he'll pull on my shirt a lot. Like, trying to get my attention, or if I'm holding him, or whatever. And every time he pulls on my shirt now, he'll look, and he'll go, Mom, what you boobs doing? Just <laughs> sit there. Leave my boobs alone. They're Leave chilling. Leave my boobs alone. <laughs> Anybody out there with the sun, I'm sure knows, can feel my pain. But we, my daughter we used be to in do the it. Target, and he's like, Mom, what you boobs doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> <Ashton>, stop. <laughs> They're trying to grocery shop. Leave them alone. <laughs> they, they needed some melons. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, I man. Can, we're going to have to cut this one off because I could go on that subject all day long. Yeah. The Walmart pharmacist got to see him one day. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Anyway. Don't, don't <laughs> mind me. Box? I'm just opening up the box of crawfish. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Ryan Boyle, Mr. Save Kitty, <laughs> forms a Facebook group called Find the Vacuum Kitten Killer for Great Justice. Okay. It's a mouthful. I mean, they could have shortened it. Yeah. Um, about 4,000 people signed up. Mm. 
these were not people who were doing it for money, said Boyle. He was uh, referring to all the activists online in an interview. They all had the same thing in mind. We want to catch this guy. The group believes that Magnata joined the group under one of his aliases based on a certain user's online patterns of behavior, some of the things he was saying and some of the things he was posting. Mm -hmm. Um, When the group starts to go astray and search for the kitten killer, they believe that Magnata himself anonymously went on a message board frequented by the group and posted pictures from the video with the face no longer blurred. Like he was wanting them to know it was him. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Um, So Rescue Inc., an animal protection group, posts a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the vacuum kitten killer. It's a gateway crime, animal abuse, says Joe Pans, a founding member of the group. Absolutely. Once somebody starts to open that door, that's when things start to get really dangerous. He is right. You Uh are so right, Uh Joe Pans. Get it, boy. Okay. Magnata now in New York, makes contact with a lawyer, Romeo Salta, expressing alarm about the firestorm over the kitten killer. He was convinced the animal activists were closing in on him, said Salta. Magnata asked whether any arrest warrants were pending on him, and there weren't any. A new 11-member online group called the AB Project emerged in 2011 with the goal of stopping Magnata before he kills again. So what happened was... They had this big 4,000-member group that they knew that Magnata had infiltrated. Okay. So some of the founding members of that group that they knew were legit people okay, broke off and formed this small group of just 11 people. Okay. I was curious. I was about to ask, so thank you. Yeah. They... um Another man, uh, John Green, which is his online alias, he's one of the people in the group, he says... We felt he would continue, that he would harm other animals, and eventually move on to something even more violent, like hurting a person. So what they did was they looked at this two kittens, one vacuum video. Yeah. Frame by frame. And started picking out things, zooming in and picking out things. The type of furniture, the pictures hanging on the walls, the brand of cigarettes. And they started finding all these things like these cigarettes were only sold in this region, this particular kind of cigarette. And they just started finding stuff, a certain blanket that he had, certain tapestry that was hung on the wall. They found where these things were sold, like hours and hours of work, like Dude, I love Insane. I love me some web sleuths. They yes. are amazing. They they went after it. Yep. So um they took all their information to the Toronto police and the police opened a file on Magnata in February of twenty eleven. A year after the original kitten killing videos appear online, more videos are posted. Mm. A man wearing a Santa hat is shown feeding a live kitten to a python. Oh, my God. And another one, a kitten is duct taped to a broom handle, then drowned in the bathtub. Oh, my God. So, he was pretty much, he was saying, look at me, look at me, I'm getting away with it. Well, like, because he has. Yeah. So, um, after The Sun, which is like a magazine, like a tabloid type magazine in London, publishes a story about the kitten killer, Magnata turns up at their offices to deny that he had killed a kitten. Nobody wait, ever said wait, it was him. I was about to say, wait a minute, dude. You just gave yourself away. 
the paper never asked about him and uh the reporter that he spoke with said that his behavior was highly suspicious yes but yeah two days later threatening emails are sent to the son's offices believed to be from magnata mm-hmm. and one of them says next time you hear from me it will be in a movie i am producing that will have some humans in it not just pussies oh no <laughs> you said the p word i did what it was a quote <laughs> are you eight (laughs) (laughs) look 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 okay everybody has their things moist cunt some people can't say the c word i cannot say the p word unless i am extremely intoxicated or highly pissed off it's just i can't I can't. <laughs> the P word. It doesn't bother me when other people say it. <laughs> I just can't do it. It just makes you go, huh? oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> you got me off guard. That was great. Okay. okay. The London police are notified, but say it was outside their jurisdiction. So, investigators with the AB Project receive a tip early in 2012 that Magnata might have moved to Montreal. The project members then begin searching through their archive of Magnata pictures, looking for any that connects him to the city. So, they're looking through all of his, anything they can find of him online. Mm-hmm. Because you know this man can't stay off the internet, so he's got pictures, and a lot of his pictures are photoshopped too. Like, you can look, and you can tell, like... There's some of him sitting in sports cars, and there's like oh, one of him in front God. of the Eiffel Tower. And Come on, dude. Yeah. So, like, they're bad. Um, okay. But anyway, they start going through photos of him, and there's one picture with unique streetlights that they begin to realize were in a Montreal intersection. They were looking at Google Street View. Nice. And they were able to track one of the pictures to a neighborhood in Montreal. So, judging by those street lights with Google Street View, they found the intersection that that picture was taken in. Good job. I know. Talk about dedication. Yeah. Around this time, Magnata's online activity begins to accelerate with blog posts about necrophilia and sedatives. Oh, good times. Yeah, interesting combination. Mm-hmm. Why you need sedatives with necrophilia, I'm not really sure, but... (laughs) Yeah. Over the course of two days, from May 15th to 16th, repeated references are made online to a new video, one lunatic, one ice pick, that (laughs) hasn't even been posted. Oh. One reference depicts a person in a purple hoodie with a fist holding an ice pick. On one side, a user asks... Quote, where can I watch the one lunatic, one ice pick video? End quote. Ryan Boyle, the guy from earlier that had started the whole Facebook web sleuth group. Oh, yeah. Believes this is similar to earlier patterns where Magnata would build buzz about a video uh, through his aliases before actually releasing the video. That's what I was thinking, too. So they knew a new one was finna come out. Mm. So... Before we get into what's on that video, oh God, I've got a short little paragraph about one of the people in the video. Okay. Lynn June, also known as Justin Lynn, was an international student from Wuhan 
and an undergraduate in the engineering and computer science faculty at Concordia University. Smart guy. Yeah. So, if you want to go to the notes. Yes. There is a picture of him. Aw. Lin June. That's him. He looks sweet. I know. Like, not just because I know that he's a victim. He just looks like a... He's got a sweet, nice guy. Know, he's got a sweet smile. And all the pictures that I saw of him, he was he was smiling. So, <laughs> I know. <sighs> um, he worked part time as a convenience store clerk in Point St. Charles. Lynn had been studying in Montreal since July 2011. Lynn moved into a Griffintown area apartment with a roommate on May 1st. He was last seen on May 24th, 2012. And his friends reported getting a text message from his phone at 9 p.m. His boss became suspicious when he didn't show up for his shift the next day. And three of his friends went into his apartment on May 27th. And he was reported missing to police on May 29th. Mm. So, I didn't put this in there. And I don't know why. But here's what happened. Okay. They met online. And I think it was on Craigslist. Don't. Don't quote me on that. I think it was Craigslist. Okay. But um, it was like a men seeking men type gotcha. page. And so I believe this was their first meetup. So the text message he got at 9 p.m. Mm. was from Luca. Okay. So. Yeah. On May 25th, 2012, an 11-minute video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick was uploaded to bestgore.com. Depicting a naked male tied to a bed frame, being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick and a kitchen knife, then dismembered, followed by acts of necrophilia. Oh, Jesus. He videotaped all of it. Oh, my God. The perpetrator uses a knife and fork to cut off some Uh. of the flesh and gets a dog to chew on the body. During the video, the 1987 New Order song, True Faith, plays in the background And a poster for the 1942 film Casablanca is visible on the wall. Canadian authorities were able to obtain a more extensive version of the video and confirmed that cannibalism may have been performed. Gross. So pretty much anything he could have possibly done to this poor man, he Uh. did. Mm -mm. Materials promoting the video appeared online at least 10 days before the murder took place. On May 26th, an attorney from Montana attempted to report the video to Toronto police, his local sheriff, and the FBI, but the report was dismissed by officials. What the fuck? Yeah. Best Gore viewers also attempted to report the video. So people that actually go look at this site were like... Even they were like, no, this this is fucked up. No. That should tell you something's wrong. Yeah. Hello. Police later confirmed it as authentic and identified the victim, an Asian male, as the same one whose body parts were sent to Ottawa. Oh, my God. At 11 a.m. Yeah. I'm about to tell you. Oh, God. At 11 a.m. on May 29th, 2012, a package containing a left foot was delivered to the national headquarters (gasps) of the Conservative Party of Canada. (gasps) The package was stained with blood and had a foul smell. Yeah. It was marked with a red heart symbol. Oh, gross. I know. This whole this whole thing is just fucking bizarre. Another package containing a left hand was intercepted in a Canada Post processing facility addressed to the Liberal Party. 
A janitor discovered a decomposing torso inside a suitcase left in a garbage pile in the alley behind an apartment building in the Snowden area of Montreal. He first saw the suitcase on the 25th, but it was not picked up due to the large amount of garbage that day. Mm. After searching the scene, Mm -hmm. police recovered human remains, bloody clothes, papers identifying the suspect, as well as sharp and blunt objects from the back alley. What a dumbass. Papers identifying the suspect. I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad that that he got caught, but what a dumbass. Come on. Yeah. Footage from surveillance cameras inside the building showed a suspect bringing numerous garbage bags outside. And the images matched a suspect captured on video at the post office. Dude got sloppy. So, if you want to go to the notes, we're going to look at two pictures real quick. Yeah. The first one says Lynn and Magnata. Oh. So, in this picture, you see Luca in the white shirt. Okay. Unlocking the door to his apartment building. Okay. And that is Lynn in the yellow shirt and hat behind him. Okay. Yes, it is obviously him. So, if you go to the next picture that says dumpster. No. He's wearing uh, his shirt. He's wearing Lynn's shirt. Oh my god! Oh my god! He raped him, killed him, Gruh. raped him again, ate him, ate him, let a him dog, dog chew on him, Sent and his stole his clothes. That wasn't enough. Then he's gonna steal, steal his clothes. clothes. I can't with this guy. Oh, he is awful, awful human. So bad, bad human. Mm-hmm. Bad. So, police searched apartment 208, which Luca was renting. He moved in four months prior, and his rent was paid up to June 1st. The apartment had been mostly emptied before he left. Blood was found on different items, including the mattress, the refrigerator, the table, and the bathtub. Ugh. And then... As I take a bite. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a quote. Mm. If you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. Was written in red ink on the inside of a closet. Okay. Right. On May 30th, 2012, it was confirmed that the body parts belonged to the same individual, later identified as Lynn June. The suspect in the case was quickly identified as Magnata, who had by then fled. A note was found with the package sent to the conservative party stating that a total of six body parts have been distributed, and that the perpetrator would kill again. Notes were also included in the other three packages, but police declined to disclose their contents, citing concerns about possible copycats. Right. On June 5th, 2012, a package containing a right foot was delivered to St. George's School. Oh, my God. And another package containing a right hand to False Creek Elementary School in Vancouver. Wow. Yeah. Both schools opened as normal the following morning. <laughs> It was confirmed that both packages were sent from Montreal. On June 13th, the four limbs and the torso were matched to Lynn June using DNA samples from his family. On July 1st, his head was recovered at the edge of a small lake in Montreal's Angrignon. Angrignon? Angrignon? Okay. I feel like one of them G's is probably silent. Angrignon. I don't know. I don't know. Agronon. I don't know. (laughs) We need help. (laughs) This park? (laughs) Okay. After police received an anonymous tip. It's probably Magnata. Probably. Oh, my God. It probably was. Lynn's body was cremated on July 11th, and his ashes were buried on July 26th at Notre Dame de Neige. 
Mm-hmm. Cemetery in Montreal. An arrest warrant for him was issued by the Service de Police de la Ville de Montreal. There you go. <laughs> later upgraded to a Canada-wide warrant by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yes! Accusing him of the following crimes. Okay. First-degree murder. Committing an indignity to a dead body. Yes. Publishing obscene material. Yes. Mailing obscene, indecent, immoral, or scurrilous material. Yes. And criminally harassing Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and several unnamed members of Parliament, I guess, by mailing the body parts Mm -hmm. to political parties. What, he's he's not charged with mailing it to the elementary schools? Uh, I guess number four. Yeah. Okay. So, um, on May 31st, 2012, Interpol issued a red notice for Magnata at the request of Canadian authorities. And for several days before and after his arrest, his name and photo were displayed prominently at the top of the homepage of the Interpol website. Yes. The red notice requested that Magnata be provisionally arrested pending extradition back to Canada by any Interpol member state. Magnata flew from Montreal to Paris on May 26th using a false passport under the name Kirk Trammell. (laughs) Him and the names. Oh, my God. His cell phone signal was traced to a hotel in Bagnolet, but he had left by the time police arrived. Pornographic magazines and an air sickness bag were found in the hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't want to know what he was doing with the bag. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. He had contacts in Paris from a previous visit in 2010, and police were following a large-frame man who had been in contact with Magnata. Another man he stayed with for two nights did not realize who he was until he had left. Oh, my God. How scary. Magnata then boarded a Eurolines bus at the Bagnolet coach station bound for Berlin, Germany. On June 4th, 2012, Magnata was apprehended by Berlin police at an internet cafe while reading news stories about himself. He tried giving fake names before admitting who he was. Dude. He was sitting there. Give it Cruising the web. Looking at stories uh. of himself. Bruh. Typical. Right? Typical Luca. <laughs> or Nick Newman. Whatever the. Eric. Whatever his name There's is. No, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> His identity was confirmed through fingerprint evidence. Magnata appeared in a Berlin court on June 5th, 2012. According to German officials, he had not, he had not opposed his extradition. There was sufficient evidence to keep him in custody until extradition, and he agreed to a simplified process. Something tells me he wanted to be caught. He wanted the fame, I think. Oh, yeah. Of being arrested and being put in jail, just like Carla Hamolka. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was less that he had a crush on her and more of a he wanted to be her type thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Because she's devastatingly good looking as well. Right. <laughs> Drop dead gorgeous right there. <laughs> on <sighs> June 18th, 2012, Magnata was delivered to Canadian authorities in Berlin and flown aboard a Royal Canadian Air Force CC-150 Polaris. No. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> to Mirabel International Airport, north of Montreal. So, if you want to go look at the notes real quick. Okay. Oh. But, yeah, that's them either putting him on or taking him off the plane. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Gum. I didn't like him. Mm-mm. 
No. No. Okay. We're almost done. Ah. <laughs> Are you getting excited? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a long one. It's so much information. And I uh, cut my brain, out My so brain much. is just going, oh, my God. I cannot believe. This dude is just. It's insane. And yeah. I had to cut out so much. No, you're doing great. Um, a military transport was necessary due to safety concerns with using a commercial flight and potential legal difficulties if a plane were to be diverted to another country. On June 19th, Magnata appeared in court by video link to plead not guilty to all charges through his lawyer. On June 21st, Magnata appeared in person at a high-security Montreal courtroom to request a trial by jury. Dumb ass. Oh, okay. A preliminary hearing began on March 11th, 2013. The evidence presented is subject to a publication ban. I bet so. Magnata's defense team requested the media and the public be banned entirely from the hearing. This was declined the next day. Lynn June's father, Lynn Duran, Duran, okay, whatevs, uh, traveled from China to attend the hearing. On March 13th, one of Magnata's lawyers resigned due to a possible conflict of interest. Yes. He knew he was scum and he was mm-hmm. not going to be associated with mm-hmm. that. Good job. Expert witnesses testified, including a forensic pathologist, a forensic toxicologist, a forensic odontologist, a bloodstain analyst, data recovery specialist, and an internet investigations officer. That was a lot of words. So many big words. (laughs) Okay. There was a lot of smart people in court that day. There's a lot of professionals. The prosecution also displayed video evidence. Both Magnata and Lynn physically collapsed at separate times during the proceedings. On mm. April 12, 2013, Luca Magnata was indicted on charges of first-degree murder, offering indignities to a human body, mm. distributing obscene materials, using the Postal Service to distribute obscene materials, and criminal harassment. Luca Magnata has been handed an automatic life sentence for first-degree murder with no possibility of parole for 25 years. He was sentenced to another 19 years for the other charges he faced. So, okay. if you want to catch more of the details of this story, and I really think you should. Yes! There is a Netflix docuseries called Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. That you should watch. Now they do they do play some clips from some of his videos, but you never have to see anything that is too graphic. Now I still couldn't really watch. I closed my eyes until those parts were over. Yeah, but it wasn't so much so that I couldn't enjoy the rest, like learning about the rest of the series. Like it's really is amazing what those internet web sleuths, you know, whatevs, what they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that stuff. That's really cool. And, like, how crazy (sighs) is it to feel compelled to spend so much time out of your life to do that? Think about how much time these people spent trying to catch this guy. I mean, I think about how much time we put into just researching these cases. I know. Wow. There's no way. There's no way. You know what, though? Like, thank God for them. Because... He could still be running around out there. Absolutely. Like, they've caught so many people. Yeah. I love them. They're geniuses. I love them. It's great. Little angels. I get to eat now. Yes, you do. <laughs> Come here, crawfish bread. You get to eat now. It's my turn. Okay. I have a really good one, too. 
I found I found some. I know it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Don't be a, wasting this shit. I dropped a crawfish, but it's okay. I caught okay, it. she caught it. I caught it. It's fine. Okay. All right. I'm gonna take a drink. <laughs> My case is about Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I'm here for it. Not the actor. Okay. Just get that through your heads right now. All right, here we go. It was Christmas Eve, 2019, and 25-year-old Kevin Bacon, not the actor, <laughs> let me remind y'all. It's going to be funny every but time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say it a lot. So. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> okay, so not the actor, but a hairstylist and psychology student at the University of Michigan, and he was hoping for an early Christmas present. Standing over six feet tall with a very husky build, Bacon's flamboyant, flamboyant style stood out among the droves of suburbanites. He sometimes carried a purse, and he had an eye for designer clothes. Despite only being in his mid-twenties, he was already sporting a receding hairline and would often dye it colors. Yes, yes, Queen. He sounds Get like it. loads of fun. He does. Look. He he looks like loads of fun. Okay. I have the first picture of Kevin Bacon. Okay. <laughs> and he has his hair uh pretty close to one of your colors. I know. We could be friends. I know. And well look at his eyebrows on point. I mean, on fleek. <laughs> I'm not People don't say that say anymore. That. Oh, it's not a thing anymore. It's not a thing oh, anymore. Oh we're good. <laughs> but they are. I mean Girlfriend. Get okay. it. I'm here for it. Okay. So, he'd been chatting on the gay dating app Grinder oh with a handsome man twice his age. The man wanted to meet and was only a 30-minute drive away in a semi-rural, rural, rural, I hate that word. I know. It's, it's a terrible word. Maurice, Michigan. Ew. Yeah. Whatever. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Yes, this guy. No offense to any Michiganites. No, none whatsoever. But that <laughs> more race. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't like. No offense. Yeah. Okay. Although he was known by a few other aliases, the man's real name was Mark Latunsky. Latunsky. He was a killer and a cannibal. Ew. Yeah. Would you like to see Mark Latunsky? Yeah. Okay. Is it the one that says Mark Latunsky? It's the one that says Mark Latunsky. Yikes! (laughs) That's when he was... That is not a cute uh, man. ...booked and all that. Yeah, no, um... There's other photos of him. Kevin Bacon, girl. You can do so much better. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe he was looking for a sugar daddy or just an older man. And there's other pictures of him where you can see, like, he actually was decent looking at one time. Not long after Kevin stepped through the front door of Latunsky's home, he was slaughtered. But that's not the worst part. So here we go. I'm so sad for Kevin Bacon right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ugh. Around 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve 2019, Kevin told friend and roommate Michelle Myers, which <laughs> my brain goes Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got Kevin Bacon and Michael Myers. That's great. So. Perfect. That, that's where we're at. Uh, he was off to meet a man he'd been chatting with on Grinder, but he didn't tell her where. 
Uh, Bacon was actually, she said that he was uh, upset lately and he was having family problems. After finishing work that afternoon at the salon across from his home, he met up with his sister and his mother to do their hair. He learned from them that someone he didn't want to see was coming for dinner. And according to text messages, he decided not to go. So he looked for a distraction instead and ended up in Swartz Creek, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. With Mark Latinsky. At 6.12 p.m., he sent her a text message saying that he was having fun and not to wait up. But that was the last time that she heard from him. Okay. Side note. Okay. Quickly. All right. Guys. Guys. If you want to go do the online dating thing, Mm. do it. Mm -hmm. More power to you. Mm -hmm. Let people know where you are. Let somebody know. Drop a pin. Yes. We're going here. Yes. Even Let if someone it, Especially if plans change. Just, 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 just let somebody in know. Case. Even if it's with somebody that you've known for a really long time. Hmm. If you are going to be alone with somebody that you've been chatting with for a really long time. Oh, no. I mean, like, I, I always let people know where I'm going anyways. Say, hey, I'm going to so-and-so's house. Mm-hmm. Or at least say, I'm going to be with so-and-so. Yep. Give some hints. Oh, I take screenshots of their Facebook and I send it to people. I'm like, this is the guy I'm with just in case I disappear. (laughs) I did that. You know, I did that. It's true. I did. Kevin, full of hope, walked into a nightmare. His father, Carl, with a K, said that evil does exist and it has touched us. When Kevin didn't appear at the traditional family Christmas Day brunch, his, his father rang Michael Myers. She checked his bed, which hadn't been slept in. There was no sign of his car, and he wasn't answering his phone. It was totally out of character because he was a very reliable and good communicator. Mm -hmm. So they knew that something was definitely wrong. His parents contacted the Clayton Township Police. Late on Christmas Day, police pinged Kevin's phone and found it, along with his wallet and some clothing, in his car, left in a Clayton Township car park. There was no sign of Kevin or his car keys. Speaking a car of park, I don't know. It's just what it says. A car park, like a parking lot. Maybe. I mean, okay. I don't know. Speaking of what, Le- left into interpretation. I, I don't know. Okay. So there was no sign of his car keys. But <laughs> speaking of his phone, this boy loved to take selfies. Okay. Okay. I have two. Okay. Selfie one and selfie two. <laughs> Okay. Dude. He is adorable. Look at him rocking. Look at his little baby face here. He is I'm looking so at selfie precious. One. He's so cute. Like, he looks really good in a ball cap. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, girl, get it with selfie two. Oh, my God, queen. Jesus. Y'all, I would totes hang out with Kevin Bacon. Totally. His eyeliner's better than mine. <laughs> I know. It's really good. I love his little, oh. like, manicured scruff that he's got I going know. on. He is, he's fucking precious. I know. I'm I know. So sad. I just he's a doll. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, they did manage to unlock his grinder conversations that they found, and they discovered the arrangement with Latunsky. And they did a background check on him and revealed a bizarre incident at his home about a month before. Oh, yeah. 
A neighbor had called the police after seeing a young man running from the house wearing only a leather kilt. Oh, my. It was winter, and it was snowing, so that's not really, like, the most sensible outfit for the (laughs) season. No, I generally wear layers when I wear my leather Uh, kilt in the winter. (laughs) Right? I mean... (laughs) At least a shirt or some boots or something. Something. But I do have an example of this totally fabulous outfit modeled by Mark himself. Oh, my. <laughs> is this Leather Mark? This is oh Leather Mark. <laughs> Y'all. Oh, my God. This is why you look at the pictures. <laughs> if you don't look at any other photos, you have to look at Leather Mark. Go look at this one. <laughs> He's got the leather vest, the leather kilt, black <laughs> knee-high socks, black combat boots. I mean, he's got the braids like in his beard. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't with this guy. He's he's styling. Um, the man had blood all over his face, and he was screaming for help. He told the police that he'd met Latunsky through a dating app. While the sex was consensual and included him being chained up, he became spooked by Latunsky's behavior and ran for his freaking life. But yeah. he didn't press any charges. What? Yeah. Um, actually, he's been, he was accused of doing, like, messed up things to three different guys before he got caught with Kevin. So this was just one example. Oh, my god! Like, the other two were pretty close to the same thing. Um, acting on the information found on Kevin's dating app, Michigan police knocked on Latunsky's front door in the early hours of December 28th. They were just, you know, trying to check on Kevin. The, t- the troopers asked Latunsky if they could search the house. When officers arrived, Latunsky um, was wearing his leather kilt. <laughs> he answered the door in it. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. <laughs> But he didn't appear nervous or anything, and he allowed them. Because he feels right at home in his leather coat. Yeah, he's like, y'all come on in. You want a drink? You want want some tea and scrumpets? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the fact that you said scrumpets, just hold on, (laughs) ma'am. I don't think you want the scrumpets he might be serving up. Okay. 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 <laughs> In the basement, they found a hidden room. Kevin Bacon was inside, naked, with a rope wrapped around his ankles hanging from the rafters. No. He was dead, and his testicles had been sliced off. No. Yes, ma'am. I have a picture of the house. Oh God! I was hoping you weren't gonna say I have a picture. No, of no, no. There's there were no crime scene photos. There's actually not even any photos of like inside the house. Because you were like, he got his testicles off. I have a picture. <laughs> oh, oh God! Sorry. It looks like a perfectly normal. It's actually house. kind of a neat house. Yeah. Yeah. A little brick house, a little archways. Mm-hmm. I like the little tower thing on the yeah. top. Yeah. Like a watchtower thing. Yeah. I mean, that would probably be a pretty cool place to dwell. Store your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Moving right along. Moving along. 
Latunsky admitted that he had stabbed Kevin in the back of the neck and then slit his throat. Then he cooked and ate the testicles. Oh my gosh. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I can't. After being read his rights, he said that he planned to use Kevin's blood and bones to fertilize plants on his property, and he hoped to use his muscles for jerky. And they actually <laughs> they actually looked in his online history, and he had ordered, like, a dehydrator. Shut From Amazon. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, yep. I've got Mr. Kevin Bacon hanging here. Let me go ahead and get that dehydrator on the way. Bacon. <laughs> We're going to have some jerky. Get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Is he stocking up for winter? Like, what is the problem? I mean, here? it was snowing outside. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> the dude did have some problems. He had been committed at least four times for mental health problems. Hello? Obs. Latinsky had an ex-wife and four children. Oh, my God. And a current husband, Jamie Arnold. How is he doing all this shit? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I do have a picture of Mark and Jamie. Okay. <laughs> it says Mark and Hubby. Dressed up in their police officer costumes. Well, he looks normal in that picture. See? He actually, like, was a decent-looking guy at one time. Like, he he really doesn't look bad in that photo. And his husband? His husband's a little cutie patootie. I mean, get it, girl. Right? Seriously. Jamie's rocking it. Hmm. Jamie and Kevin should have been friends. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. It would have ended up way better. Oh, yeah. So, hubby told the media... That they had actually separated in September of 2019 because of Latunsky's promiscuity and increasing erratic behavior. I found testicles in the freezer and that was the last straw. <laughs> I mean, you know, the the other guy that came running from the house wearing, it was probably Jamie's leather kilt too. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Wearing his shit. Oh, what a dick. I don't know. Um, Latunsky had actually spent Christmas Day with Arnold and some friends. Arnold said that he appeared to be normal and never exhibited any signs that anything was wrong. He dropped... He was happy as a clam. He had Kevin Bacon hanging upside down in the basement. Oh, my God. And he was going to make jerky. Oh, my God. Ah. Yeah. So, he took Mark home that night, but he didn't go inside. He just dropped him off, said, peace out. Bye, girl. See you tomorrow. <laughs> um <laughs> Michael Myers, I'm sorry. <laughs> she really deserves to be called Michelle, but it's cuter that way. She posted on Facebook that Kevin could brighten up any room when he walked in. He loved talking about hair, makeup, fashion, and music. He loved him some Taylor Swift, Lady oh Gaga, and Jeffree Star. Oh my goodness. Okay, I personally am a bigger fan of James Charles, but that's just me. I could give two shits about either one. Uh, That's just me. Okay, I have a young daughter that loves to watch James Charles YouTube videos. The and only I like him reason, better than Jeffree Star. I'm sorry. The I only reason it. I know either one of those names is because of my friend Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, girl. Yeah, that's the only reason I even know what those names are. Mm-hmm. But I could give two shits less. I mean, plus James Charles has, like, those really good eye palettes. They're good. The pigments are good. Like, they're very bold, and they stay on. I'm, I trust I'm, you. <laughs> I have two. They're good. I trust you. 
Um, I have a picture okay. of little Kevin in Target. Target. Aww, I love a good Target trip. Supporting his Taylor fetish. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he's a Swifty. Look, isn't he Look cute? At the pose. I know. Carrying his purse. Yes. Yeah. He He's got him fresh. some Lava perfume samples, or I don't know really don't what that know. is. I can't even tell. But it was it was when she came out with her perfume because I remember seeing that all over the place. So anyway, Kevin's father Carl with a K told the media that his son was a good person and he was compassionate and he cared for the people that he met and he cared for the people that he worked with. Basically, he loved everybody. I have a picture of mommy and daddy. Okay. I don't know what the mom's name is, but there's mom and dad. Okay. They're adorable as well. Yes. You see where he gets his looks from. Mm-hmm. It's like right. a perfect mashup of the two of them, isn't uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely tell those are mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Ready for this fucker's punishment? Yeah. Tell me things. Latinsky is, is charged with open murder and mutilation of a body in the death of Bacon. Latinsky's attorney, Doug Corwin, public defender for Shiawassee Shia- County, Nailed it. Yeah, whatever. Had requested a competency exam, which was ordered January 8th, 2020. Initially, Latinsky claimed that Bacon had asked him to end his life and that he'd slit his throat as part of that agreement. Oh, my God. I call bullshit. Right? But according to the Lansing Journal, the evidence showed that he took precautions to protect himself. Police recovered messages from Bacon's phone asking his date to confirm him that he would be safe. Latunsky's lawyer, Douglas Corwin, later tried to add a charge of assisted suicide to assert this claim, but the judge denied it. He said, uh, no, fuck no. It's obvious not. Yeah, it's obviously not. Corwin told the Free Press that a physician found Latunsky incompetent to stand trial He said Mark was overwhelmingly fixated on a conspiracy theory involving multiple nations slash countries and involved in multiple trusting accounts. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. You cut off the man's testicles. And ate them. Like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, all I put was, okay. (laughs) Okay. What else? District Court Judge... Ward Clarkson agreed to accept the recommendation and referred Latunsky to the state of Michigan's forensic center in Saline for treatment. What this means is that everything is put on hold in regards to the trial while he gets treatment, said Corwin. The treatment consists of a combination of counseling, medications, and assessments to try to restore him um, within 15 months. If he is not deemed competent in the next 15 months when he was sentenced, then he will proceed to trial. However, if Lewin, if Lewinsky, if, Lat- <laughs> <laughs> if Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> however, if, that old shit. <laughs> however, I can do this. If Latunsky is not restored to competency after 15 months, then he be, he will be turned over to face civil commitment proceedings and continue to receive treatment. For lack of a better word, the case would be temporarily dismissed against him, basically. Oh my God, no. Yeah. It's not okay. Um, but if he is if he is deemed competent, the charges would be brought back because there's no statute of limitations on this murder. Yay. Yay. So that's good. 
Um, they did actually have a trial in July of this year. Um, it was virtual because of COVID. Thank you very much. Um, but he invoked the Fifth Amendment 122 times. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> well, what that means is every question that he was asked, he was like, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. In a, like, worst way. May somebody <laughs> cut off your testicles <laughs> while you're hanging from the ceiling. And eat them in and front of eat you. eat them in front of you and turn you into beef jerky. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's it. Like, that's what they're, they're kind of waiting because... The attorney asked for that to be adjourned until he can <laughs> face trial. I, I don't know. I, I like, can't. he's just, he's crazy. He's legit crazy. So, yeah, there's my case about Kevin Bacon. Ta-da. Uh, uh-huh. I hate it. I hate it, too. I hate both of these dudes. I know. So much. Yeah. So, Latunsky and Magnata could be friends. They They would be great friends. I think they would get along great. They'd be besties. They'd just be randomly stabbing each other all the oh time. God. <laughs> With ice picks and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. That's so gross. That's yeah. so bad. That's terrible. Okay. Well, thank that you. That was fun. That was fun, guys. <laughs> Got back to the uh, real nitty-gritty. This yeah, we week, did. We? Yeah, we did. I mean, we, we, we did some fun stuff for a couple of weeks. We had to bring it back to us. Uh-huh. Reel you back in. I just looked at next week's topic. I have not looked. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it could go one of two ways. Super brutal or super funny. What will we do? Bum, bum, bum. Stay tuned. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for sticking around through this whole episode. Yeah. And all of the other ones. And if you like what we're doing, will you please take a second and go to Apple and rate us on iTunes and give us a little review. Review. You know know what happens if you give us a little review? We have these cute little stickers. And they're actually kind of cute big Uh, stickers. Yeah, they're not little. Yeah, we, we, we went big. Yes. Go bigger, bigger go bigger home, is bitches. Better. Ah. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anywho. So if you want a big sticker that's like, I don't, I don't know how big it is. It's like four by three or some shit. But they're great. Fantastic. Go give us a review. Let us know that you gave us a review. Sometimes they pop up a couple days later. They take like 24 to 48 hours to show up on mm-hmm. Apple. But let us know and uh, we'll send you one. For free. Yes. A free sticker. Free stickers. Everybody loves free free stickers. Yes. So, yeah, do that. Do it. Go follow us on all the stuff. All the stuff. All the stuff. If you guys have any hump day treat suggestions, Mm -hmm. any case or story suggestions. Sure. Or if you just want to say hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. You can message us on all the things. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at oddities and curiosities pod. Yeah, she did it. Pod. I had help. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. That's why there was the pause. I was trying to oddities and curiosities pod at gmail.com. Yes. We, we are very prompt at replying because we look at this stuff all the time. (laughs) We're constantly. I may be slow at the social media, but I answer emails. 
Yeah, she's really good at that. I can do that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do that so we can yes. chit-chat and whatever. Get you some stickers. All right. So. Is that it? We need to shout out for art and music and editing. Amanda and Craig and Steven, you guys rock. Yeah. Hey, I like that. We should start doing it like that every time. That was short and sweet. I, I love that. I it. That's great. Okay. That's great. So, so that's it. Y'all rock. We love you. We love y'all so All much. All the people. Yeah. So we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Till okay. next time. Bye. Bye, you guys.